day and welcome to the 24th episode of the Bailed Up Podcast where we have four amazing cricket related segments. On this podcast we talk about all things cricket and that is exactly what we're going to do today. There's been a lot of cricket happening around the world over the last few weeks or just since the last podcast. The T20 World Cup is in full swing, the Australian summer's coming close Everyone's getting excited because it's about that time of year that cricket just starts to turn up because lots of cricket's happening. There's the Australian summer, as I said, the England and Pakistan are playing a test series in the next few months as well, so it's very exciting what's going on uh, in cricket at the moment. But as I said, we are having four segments on today's episode, which will kick off with Obscure Rules, where we talk about Obviously, an obscure rule, uh, that means like an unknown rule in the game of cricket. There's a lot of unknown rules in the game of cricket, so we're going to talk about one that actually happened in the T20 World Cup um, uh, with Virat Kohli as well. Then we're going to move on to the weekly whack where we talk about all things cricket news. And then we'll move on to predictions where we'll talk about the T20 World Cup and uh, in my opinion, who wins the T20 World Cup from this moment forward. And the fourth and final segment will be What a Snag, where we talk about a moment of the week that has really caught my eye in the cricketing world. Now, let's get into the podcast today, kicking it off with Obscure Rules. It's been a long time since the um, last segment of the Weekly Whack, and there's been a lot of news. This is the Weekly Whack. Um, in the cricket world since then so let's get into the weekly whack for today's episode and kick it off with some not really great news of Will Pukowski has taken an indefinite break from cricket I reckon it's fair enough he's had a really tough couple of um, years he played that te- um, his debut test against India in 2021 and then had to get shoulder surgery after injuring his shoulder he's had a tough couple of years with that and concussions as well so it's it's a good idea for him to take a break so then he can get freshened up and hopefully he can return to cricket and um, get back in the test team once again. Mark Stoinis has hit the fastest international 50 by an Australian after hitting 59 not out of 18 balls versus Sri Lanka. The 50 was made off just 17 balls, which, as I said, is the fastest international 50 by any Australian, which beats the record of 18 balls um, by Glenn Maxwell in 2014. The West Indies head coach Phil Simmons will step down as coach after the team's early exit out of the T20 World Cup. They lost to both Scotland and Ireland uh, to get knocked out of the T20 World Cup and the Cricket West Indies has said that the two test match series versus Australia in Australia will be his last series as coach for the West Indies. Now, I reckon this is fair enough because the West Indies are a really great cricketing side, uh, a cricketing nation, and over the last couple of years they haven't been playing that well in any format, to be quite honest. In the test format early in the year they played against England and they actually played quite well. So I can see them being a little bit of a challenge for Australia in Australia, but I don't really know about it. But they haven't been great in T20s or ODIs uh, because a whole bunch of their veterans have uh, retired. So it'll be good to see what happens with West Indies cricket uh, with the head coach leaving and a new coach um, changing the side, which would be good for West Indies cricket. 
And speaking of the T20 World Cup, there has been a fair few washouts this World Cup, which is a bit unfortunate, with the Ireland versus Afghanistan game being washed out in the MCG and another game being washed out in the MCG, which was the England versus Australia game as well. And not being biased, but I really think that if this game were to be played, it didn't matter if Australia won or lost. I really think that Australia would have gained some confidence from that game if it did get played, but... The uh, entire rain washout of them, like, not being able to play at all, I really think that, like, ruined their momentum trying to get into the finals, which we'll get into later because they didn't make the finals. Of the T20 World Cup 2022, it's very unfortunate. And before we've got, uh, I was talking about the West Indies and the Test Series. The West Indies have have actually released their 15-man Test squad for the two Test Series against Australia. It follows this Craig Brathwaite, Captain Jermaine Blackwood, Nkrumah Bonner, Shamar Brooks, Tijan Nareen Chandapur, Roston Chase, Joshua De Silva, uh, Jason Holder, Azari Joseph, Carl Mayers, Anderson Phillip, Raymond Reifer, Kemar Roach, Jaden Seals, and Devon Thomas. So that was pretty much a similar squad to what faced England earlier in the year. And that was in um, West Indies. So I don't know how the West Indies are going to go in Australia. The Australian Test um, team has been really good over the last couple of years. And hopefully we can see that in the future. But uh, they've pretty much been undefeated since... Um, being under the new captain of Pat Cummins. So hopefully we can see some success for uh, the West Indies cricket, but not too much because we want to see some wins for the Australian cricket team this summer as they play the West Indies in the two-test match series and then South Africa in the three-test match series as well. Mohamed Nabi has stepped down as the Afghanistan captain after they were knocked out of the World Cup after not even winning a game. They're full of T20 stars. Mohamed Nabi, they've got um, Rashid Khan, who's the number one T20 bowler. Nabi stated he pretty much just um, decided to step down because in some of the last two was the team management selection committee and I were not on the same page, which had implications on the team balance. I reckon that's a fair enough um, reason to step down, and that was pretty much the exact reason why Rashid Khan stepped down before the 2021 World Cup. So there's a lot going on in Afghanistan cricket, so hopefully we can see some better results for Afghanistan cricket in the future with the ODI World Cup being played next year in India. Both the BBL and WBBL will host a First Nations round this year where the players will pay respect to First Nations people in Australia. The WBBL round will be from the day the podcast comes out, November 6th to 16th, while the BBL round will be from January 13th to the 20th. And what I think is really cool is that, as you saw with the Australian T20 Cup, um, uh, Cup jumper that they wore, it had Indigenous designs. They're going to do the same for the BBL and WBBL like they did last year uh, with each team wearing an Indigenous-themed shirt for each game they play during these rounds. I think it's a really great initiative. It's educational um, so players uh, and audience of the women's and uh, uh, BBL competitions, they can know more about the First Nations people here in Australia. Moving on, 
The Victoria and Tasmania Sheffield Shield match has ended in a draw in Hobart after hailstorms prevented pl- um, play. If you didn't know, there was a photo out on cricket.com.au where the, uh, it showed that the entire field was covered in hail. There's been some pretty specky weather um, over east um, in Australia and just the entire field was absolutely covered in hail. It looked pretty much like snow and it doesn't really snow that much in Australia, especially in Hobart. So it was pretty amazing that a cricket game was ended in the draw on the final day because the field pretty much looked like it had been covered in snow, even though it was just hail. On to the last piece of news where we talk about the T20 World Cup once again, where the news that Australia has been knocked out of the T20 World Cup, meaning that New Zealand and England have sealed a spot in the semi-finals for Group 1. If you didn't know, Australia had to um, rely on England losing against Sri Lanka in a last um in the last match of the group one so Australia could have a chance of playing in the semi-finals but I really think Australia didn't deserve it as an Australian fan I watched pretty much all of their games and they just played pretty pretty medium they'd their game plan was pretty meh and towards the end of the tournament some of the selection strategies were just ridiculous like they chucked out Tim David I don't really understand that he didn't really do anything wrong they chucked out Aaron Finch like I see he hasn't had much form but he's the captain of the team just keep him around for one more game and then they decided to chuck out Mitch Stark in the last game and put Kane Richardson back because he's a specialist death bowler. I understand he's a specialist death bowler, but as we saw in that game that Australia played against Pakistan, he was pretty much the reason that they only uh, only won by four runs and the reason that they didn't have a really high net run rate at the end of the tournament because he got hit for about 30 runs of two overs. So I don't really know. Hopefully that... Australian selection committee can learn a bit from uh, the T20 World Cup because some of the selections were a bit confusing. But congratulations to New Zealand and England. Hopefully we can see one of those nations win the World Cup against uh, the Group 2 finalists, which we haven't found out about yet, but hopefully we can find out that. So because we're coming to a close of the T20 World Cup and we're also coming to a close on this week's weekly whack. Now that's the end of the weekly whack and all the news. Moving on to the next segment. Time to predict with predictions. G'day and welcome to predictions where we obviously predict something. Now with the T20 World Cup coming to a close, I'm going to predict who will win the T20 World Cup for 2022. Now the uh, group semi-finals have been announced with New Zealand playing England for the Group 1 semi-final and Pakistan playing India for the Group 2 semi-final. I think that India gets home against Pakistan. Pakistan have had a pretty rocky tournament losing against Zimbabwe. India have had a pretty much seamless tournament with Virat Kohli being an absolute star and Sky being a really turning point in their tournament as well. I think India get it done moving into the final and then England I reckon will get done against New Zealand. New Zealand have been really great all tournament but I think England will get in the heads of New Zealand and move on to the World Cup final meaning that England and India will play in the T20 World Cup final for 2022. I think that England could get at home. They'll come in as underdogs because India have played well 
all tournament and I think Josh Butler will be named player of the final with a really big innings and some great catching behind the stumps as a wicketkeeper as well. That is my prediction for today and moving on to the next segment. What kind of rule is that? This is Obscure Rules. Welcome to Obscure Rules where we talk about some of the most unknown rules in the game of cricket. Now today we're going to be talking about a rule that really did come into a bit of controversy after the Pakistan vs India game and that it was that is of course sorry the free hit rule that happened against Virat Kohli and we're going to talk all about that obviously it was in the India vs Pakistan game which in my opinion which was actually the best T20 game I've ever watched. 90,000 people at the MCG. It was a great game to watch. A great innings by Virat Kohli. But we don't care about that. We want to talk about the obscure rule. This is what happened. A no ball was called on the fourth ball of the last over of the game and was bowled by Mohamed Nawaz. The no ball was hit for six and Virat Kohli immediately wanted wanted it to be called a no ball. It was above his waist height and uh, it was called a no ball by law 7.1 in the law book of cricket which states any delivery which passes or would have been passed without pitching above waist height or the, of the striker standing upright at the popping crease is to be deemed to be unfair. Now, this means India needed six of three balls because they get a run for the um, for the no ball, and then Virat Kohli actually hit that uh, hit that no ball for six, and the next ball was a free hit. Now, Virat Kohli missed that free hit and the ball ricocheted off the stumps. It hit the side of the off stump and went um, straight to third man area. The batters ran three and those runs were signaled buyers by the umpire. And this really makes sense in my opinion. People think it's a bit controversial, but in my opinion, it completely makes sense. because, And this makes sense because in a free hit by clause 21.19.2 it states that for any free hit the striker can be dismissed only under the circumstances that apply for a no ball so this means a batter cannot be bowled off a free hit meaning the stumps were not in play unless it was a run out so Virat Kohli had no opportunity to get run out neither did the other batter so that means that the stumps were pretty much just another obstacle that was in the way so Pakistan really should have taken into account what that meant for the game. So, in my opinion, that could have uh, Pakistan really could have um, changed the game if they weren't aiming for the stumps. Now, they really miscounted their overs with um, bowling Mohammad Nawaz at the end. But of course, it happens in high pressure situations, and India went on to win that game with Ravi Ashwin hitting the winning runs with a lofted off drive over the mid-off fieldsmen as all the Pakistan fielders came in to this um, in centre circle as well. So that is the end of Obscure Rules, in my opinion, one of the most obscure rules in the history of Obscure Rules on this podcast. Now tune in next time where we talk about another obscure rule and hopefully it's not related to any controversy because we really want to hear an obscure rule that's not completely covered in controversy in the game of cricket. Now let's move on to the next segment. What a snag, the moment of the week. 
G'day and welcome to What a Snag, which is the moment of the week. And now with the T20 World Cup coming to an end, I've, to be quite honest, I reckon I've said that phrase about a hundred times this episode because the T20 World Cup's a big deal and it really is coming to an end. And because it's coming to an end, we're going to talk about the biggest upsets in the T20 World Cup this year. We're going to talk about the three biggest upsets and those upsets are in. England versus Ireland. This was at the start of the tournament when England didn't really have their greatest mojo. Ireland, I reckon, is one of the biggest upcoming cricket nations. They're a really good cricket nation. I reckon they're the ones to beat for um, uh, for any other cricket nations against them because they're a really good team. Josh Little got that hat trick. Um, a few a few weeks ago, so that was really good for Ireland cricket. So I reckon that win against um, England was really good for Irish cricket, and it was also the um, another time when England lost against a year another European team. They've lost against the Netherlands. They've lost against Ireland. I think they've lost against Scotland. So. England really don't have a good run with other European teams in T20 World Cups. and So that was one of the biggest upsets. The second biggest upset with Netherlands was versus South Africa, and that was actually the morning this podcast came out. Now, I really thought that South Africa would get over the line. They're a great team. They've got Kagiso Rabada. They've got Quinton de Kock. They've got David Miller. They've got all these really, really good, high-quality players that play in IPL teams and in leagues all around the world. I really thought that South Africa would easily get over the line. But as lots of coaches say around the world, you have to be desperate to win, and it seemed like... Netherlands were really there to uh, have a point to prove against all other cricket nations. They really want to prove that they are a really good cricket team. So I reckon that got them over the line. Like, their skills are good, in my opinion. Like, the Netherlands cricket team isn't seen as as good of a cricket team as South Africa because on uh, paper, they're not. Like, not many people know who too many Netherlands uh, Dutch cricket players are. So... I really think that the mindset that the Dutch cricketers had on the day really uh, set them apart from the South African cricketers. And the third and final upset that we are talking about is Pakistan versus Zimbabwe. Now, this was at the start of the competition when Pakistan weren't going so well. Pakistan had... The, one of the games had been washed out. They lost against India in that absolute thriller at the MCG. And then they played Zimbabwe at Optus Stadium. So this was a really good game. I watched some of it, not much of it, though. As I said before with an um, Dutch game, Zimbabwe just had a point to prove. They got a couple of players out really early. They got Barbara Zam out early. And as we've seen over the last uh, couple of years, Mohamed Rizwan and Barbara Zam have been the main um, success for Pakistan cricket in T20 format with, with their opening stance. They're two of the best openers in world cricket. And we saw that against Zimbabwe and against Pakistan with other cricket nations that if you get out one of those two openers or both of those openers, then they really struggle from then on because their um, two best players are getting um, getting out straight away. So I reckon that was the turning point for Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe just held their catches. They batted super well. And again, their mindset might have just been better than Pakistan on the day. 
Those are my three biggest upsets and that is coming to the end of the T20 World Cup. Hopefully next year in the One Day International World Cup and next year in the T20 Women's um, 2023 World Cup, we can see some even more upsets because upsets are what we really like to see in T20 World Cups or just World Cups in general because it really shows us some up-and-coming cricket nations in the world of cricket. Now, that is the final segment for today's episode and moving on to the outro. Thank you for listening to the 24th episode of the Bailed Up podcast. It's really great for you guys listening, tuning in every couple of weeks. Now, from this time forward, I really want to try and make the best podcast possible. So I'm going to try and get guests on as often as possible. So every uh, month or so, hopefully I can try and get a guest on. If not, then we're going to come back with the original segments of Obscure Rules and the Weekly Whack and all that. But from this moment forward, I really want to try and get some more guests on the podcast so you guys can get some more insight for your cricket games in the future so you guys can take that and implement it onto the cricket field. Now, before we end, if you're a brand new listener, go back and listen to our previous episodes and that's all from me, the uh, Albie, the host, and that is all for the 24th episode of the Failed Up podcast. My name's Albie and Albie's out. 